Welcome, welcome. What's up? We are here to another podcast, Conversation Dot Family. Uncle Me Short, the author, the new book, I'm Not Your Black America. I got a couple of my partners who came on here to hang out with me and everything. I'm glad to have. Uh, let me go ahead and introduce them to the broadcast and everything. Leonard Walker, what's up, man? Welcome to the broadcast, man. Yeah, I'm good, okay. man. I'm good. And then I got my, 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 I, they, some, some, some people say it's my arch rivalry here, you know. Uh, uh, <laughs> Goldie, what's up, man? Welcome to the show, man. Oh, no, no, you It's all doing? good. It's all good. Man, there's a lot going on, man. It's a lot of stuff happening there, I think. So, why don't y'all just uh, tell me a little bit what's going on? Well, first, I guess, let me just do this, you know, I think. Um, I want to tell everyone that, uh, had the opportunity to read my book. I want to thank you uh, for those that I've been getting a lot of responses from from reading my book. Uh, a lot of the brothers that has read my book, um, I've had a lot of brothers because uh, I dropped some a lot of personal stuff. You know, I, I don't want to tell it all because I want you to go get my book. But there's some personal stuff I dropped in my book and everything. A lot of brothers have actually called me text me and has acknowledged that they too has had experienced some of the same things that I experienced and they never really wanted. My couple do said they didn't even haven't even told their parents about what happened. And I encouraged them that they needed to tell their parents, they tell somebody about what happened to them and everything. And Leonard, you know, since you read my book, I don't go to, you haven't read it yet. Uh, you know what I'm talking about, right? You know, the real personal stuff that I dropped, even my wife said, you mentioned my wife was a little, and you, you dropped some real personal stuff out there. And I said, you know, one of my biggest things I've learned is that if you want to win people trust, respect, and confidence, you got to be a little transparent. But Leonard, you know, what do you say about um, any man, okay, specifically men, okay, that have had some personal things that happened in their lives, whether it be sexual abuse, anything? You know, how do you think they should address that? You do you think you can continue going quiet and you know silent about it? Do you not think that that have something to you know may have something to do with your 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 how your behavior and the things that's going on? Just just jump right into that because uh, literally, Leonard, I don't have five men brothers that said they would have never said it, but they would they felt encouraged to come out and say it and tell me about it because of some things going on with them. What, what do you say to that, man? That's a, a difficult thing <clears throat> within our culture because of the stigmas that are attached to it um, as far as men showing right. weakness, right? And that's, that, that's what it really, you know, you're showing vulnerability. Um, our men are not supposed to be vulnerable. We're not supposed to show emotions. We're not supposed to be weak, not supposed to cry. We're not supposed to, you know, all of these types of things. And we've been conditioned that way. And irregardless, things right. happen to us, okay? You know, things happen and, you know, we just bury them. You got untold amounts of men, all right, within our culture that um, have had things happen. They've gone to right. the grave with. Going to the grave, so, so so they've buried these things. I think, um, you know, like I said, and it's all psychological trauma. Um, a lot of times, 
You know, when you look and see things happening to people, or people acting a certain way, or behaving a certain way, you know, some people say, oh, that's just a bad seed. I, you know, that's not normal behavior. It's not normal to act out and do all kinds of things. And a lot of times you got some deep-seated issues or roots, root causes that have, 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 you know, caused these people to act out that they have not dealt with. So, you know, like I said, is I think your book serves as a vehicle to help men who've experienced things that they don't want to talk about, talk about them. You know, that's one thing about our culture is we don't have we don't have anybody right. to talk to, right? We, I mean, if we talk to people, oh man, you just making excuses, or you just being weak, or you being soft, or you being fragile, or you being, you know, so so. Instead of getting labeled, all we just hold it on to us. we just hold it all. Right, right, carrying the, right, right, carrying the the weight of the world on your shoulders. All right, when you know you're still a human being, instead of you know us, you know being sympathetic or even having a, a venue or a platform for us to, to be able to talk about things, we don't have that. So that's what I think that's a good thing about your book is it opens up what I like to call some of the dirty skeleton. secrets that we have uh, yeah, in our community. Time yeah. my chapters when I skeleton. Hey, Gold, you got any skeletons, man? You want droplets, man? You got anything you want? You, you know, any family skeletons and everything? You know, you do you know what we're talking about, man? You know, the, the the those deep skeletons, those things that, you know, we don't want anybody to know about, but they, they're real. You know, you 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 know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I got the uh, skeleton, but I, you know, I, it's not really, <clears throat> I don't look at that as a bad thing anymore. You know, my old stepsister's best friend used to spend the night at the house. And she used to make me and my brother wow. do stuff to her. Like she was like she was like 17. We was like 11 and 12, you know. And I didn't see it as traumatic. We used to argue <laughs> over who was going to get in the bed with her first. <laughs> so, I mean, as far as that, that's the most traumatic thing that I've had right. in my life. So. You know, yeah. you know, but so I, just I think, pick, go, ahead. Huh? go ahead. I, I was, I was getting ready to piggyback off of that because, yeah, cause we, like, you know, hey, if you don't let me go first, I'm going to tell. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, but you know, me and like, like Lynn was saying, we, me and I all have skeletons and, and, and stuff that they hide. And, you know, usually the toughest acting men usually had the most That's stuff funny. to hide. Yeah, and, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, and, and, and I'll tell you, some brothers with the most stuff to hide is those brothers coming mm. out of the penitentiary. Mm. Those brothers are dealing with some psychological trauma because, you know, anybody that's been in mm. prison for, say, five or more years, they've had contact with other men. I don't give a damn what none of them say. Because I got a buddy that, that did day for day for years in the prison. And he was talking about, you know, there's a prison culture that if you're the man then you're not gay. You know, so those brothers don't see themselves as doing gay activities in prison. Then they come out of here, you know, and then they got to deal with that stuff psychologically because they know what they did. You know what I'm saying? So we got a lot of scars in our community of men that, you know, need to be addressed. But, you know, you know, like what I'm saying, we were taught to be tough. You know, when I talk about stuff. Well, that's why I believe that's why we die 
we die before women. You know, we we suffer in silence and 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 keep stuff in. And you know, I got to be a man. I got to be strong. And and that stuff mm. eats you from yeah. the inside. Yeah, like, you know, and you so. know, right quick. I, go ahead. Right, right quick. I, right quick. I want to 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 bring something out that Goldie just said. Um, he talked about how it was a female that did sexually inappropriate things with him and his brother. This is something, This uh, typically when you hear about these things, it's always males. It's always the right. uncle or the What'd granddad. Or, never, do, never do you hear about the auntie or the cousin or the cousin's friend. Usually that happens when, whenever we hear something about that, it's always a, 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 a homosexual encounter right. or a lesbian right. encounter. Right, the same sex account. But you never hear about, you know, how how you have boys being, you know, matter of fact, the movie Antoine Fisher, that's oh, what that yes. was about. Antoine Fisher Yes. Yeah. That's what that was about. It was about hey. how, you know, how he was molested as a boy by, you know, the female relative. A lot of my buddies in high school were having sex with grown women when we wow. were in high school. Yeah. And see, but the, 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 here's the thing. Here's the thing about that is we grew up in a culture where if you was a boy having you sex a with a woman, then that was cool. <laughs> you, you exactly, you know. But but, but you're still, still a boy. boy. That's the thing is you still doing having things. You know, you're still doing things. Like I talk about in my book. <laughs> yeah, you, once your innocence is stolen from me, you can't right. go back. There's, there's no going back. Okay. Thank once your innocence is stolen. No, Misha. That's encouraged from fathers. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I remember my father told me one time. My father's a good man. I love my father. He told me one time that I act too silly. I need to go get me some mm. pee. My father told me that as a teenager. I was in, like, 10th grade. Yeah. And it, it's, like, encouraged. It's encouraged with boys. We aren't, we aren't taught to say no. We aren't taught to sit with our legs closed. We aren't taught to not do this, not do that, where we take girls and girls are taught not to do this. Don't do that. Don't, we weren't taught that. You know what I'm saying? We're, it's encouraged from my uncles and stuff, you know, to go get all many girls as you can. You know, it, it, it's like, it, it's kind of destructive if to my, be honest. If, if, you know, it's, it's, it's almost, it's almost right. a rite of passage. Yeah. What it yeah. Turned into, you know, and, and like you said, is is one of the things, and I've said this is, it's, we have to tell our boys it's okay to be a virgin until yeah. you get married. You're right. It's okay. It's all right, you know, because like I said, is 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 you know, when it comes that time and you're ready for it, it's all right. Just like with girls, you all you know, you always talk about girls, you know, remaining boys they need, need to, remain. to remain virgins because and you know, Lynn, you know, I'm glad you went there because that's one of the things in the unification church <laughs> that I really came to appreciate, even though I was sexually active and abused and taken advantage of. But I really appreciate, you know, when I was out there, uh, uh, I hung out with dogs, but I was a little pup. I wasn't, ex I wasn't ex experiencing some of the brothers I hung out with and everything. So I used to hear the conversation from a lot of the women and sisters and everything. I told you about this, uh, Leonard. Uh, not every woman that I kicked it with, I was tapping. You know, a lot of them, I was just their friend. And everything. We were just friends and everything. Right. Uh, you know, friends without all the benefits and everything. We were just good friends. 
And right. um, I remember those sisters used to tell me, talk to me about, you know, men that they had been in relationship with and everything and how many of them was either immature or, you know, many of them, you know, you know, how their behavior and everything was just so inappropriate and everything. But I, I don't mind telling you, man, that um, the, the, the Unification Church helped me to realize the importance of a male and a female experiencing uh, a relationship innocent together. Okay. And that's what, you know, a couple of those guys was telling me. And I, I was like, wow, I, I felt like it was stolen from me. Okay. You know, if you read my book, you understand I had that stolen from me. I didn't have that experience. So I went into relationships, even when, even when I, even when I had a good woman who may have not had the relationships many times, even I treated her in a manner as if something was wrong with her because she wasn't actively knowledgeable about what it is that I understood. And that's our messed up head and everything, man. That's, that's, uh, so it, it is interesting. But I want to I slide this right into this as well. Um, <laughs> and it just, this is real talk, man. You know, you all know that I, I made contact with my grandmother, 102 years old. And uh, that was a beautiful thing. I hadn't even been using the name Floyd uh, uh, for 55 years, man, because, you know, my my my, my father, Charles E. Daniels, he adopted me, so he gave me that last name, Daniels. So here I find my grandmother, you know, Lily Bell Floyd, and, uh, man, she, she drops a whole lot of good stuff on me. But the deep part about this is that I met my little brother I hadn't seen for 55 years. Now, I had known about my real father, and I had heard about my real father. But let me explain something to you, bro. When my little brother told me about my father and what he experienced, because my little brother went to prison and he came back, and he heard on the street about somebody, you know, seducing young boys and this and that. And when he discovered it was our pop, he said, oh, my God, pop have been married three times and everything, but had a had a had a thing for young males and everything. So he living a double life. But I, I, I just want to say to you on the air and to you all, man, that was a that was a that was a learn or unlearn moment for me, bro, because it also answered some of the things that I had been going through trying to find out, you know, my sexual sexuality. Not not that I ever tried anything homosexual, but I had already had my my father, Charles Daniels, who used to always pick on me by what you were saying. Be a man. You know, go out and do that stuff. Why, why, you know, stop crossing your legs. You know, I mean, it was all type of that type of stuff. You're going to be a, you're going to be a faggot like your father. I, you know, what are you talking about? You know, and so to hear that from my, um, my brother, bro, let me tell you something, man. It was an eye opener skeleton. That led to why I put so much of that in my, in my book. I was just wanted to, and I feel like that's part of the reason as we talking about that. I think that, you know, when the producer put this together, this is a segment all by itself. You know, the tragedies in our early years can affect your current years if you don't get a handle on it. What do you say to that, Goldie? It's true. You know, um, I was raised by my father, 
My mother wasn't around. You know, I didn't see my mother for, let's see, last time I saw my mother, I was seven years old. And then I get a phone call in California and I was 33, maybe mm. 34. And they needed to come get her. And that's the next time I saw my mother. Didn't talk to her, didn't have a relationship with her. But, you know, my father was an excellent provider. But my father had mm. a lot of women. A lot of women. And as a child, you know, I was hiding my dad's car for him. You know, I was lying to women for my dad, covering right. for my dad. And I learned a lot of bad habits, a lot of bad habits with women. And I've spent most of my Fight. adult life yeah. operating mm. those habits and fighting those mm. demons, you know. And, you know, in my last relationship, I cheated on every woman I was ever with. I'd never been faithful. And how I attempted to be faithful in my last marriage is I know me, I couldn't go out without her. So I took her with me everywhere mm. I went. You know, and, and, you know, and, you know, people say they got a lot of trauma when they wasn't raised with their dads. But there's a lot of trauma when you're not raised Amen, with your mother. Bro. Because I never had that, I never had that feminine side of life growing up. You know what I'm saying? I never had anybody hug me and say, hey, I love you or kissing well, on me. And all that kind of stuff. I never had that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so I've always had that extra masculine, yeah. right. be tough, or don't show any emotion, no empathy. And I struggle with that to this yeah. day. You know, even in relationships right. with women. You know, sometimes I don't know how to relate to... I, I, I don't know how to be sensitive. I feel it on the inside, but I don't know how to bring it out because I right. never was allowed right. to as a kid. You know, I never had training wheels. My dad didn't believe in it. He just pushed you 700 miles <laughs> down the street. And if you fall and your kneecaps <laughs> hanging off, it'll you know, get right back on the bike. So, yeah, you know, our past develop. It, 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 it makes us who we are as human beings. And, you know, I think we judge people or treat people a certain not way knowing not knowing this. The trauma not knowing that, that, yeah, not knowing the early years, you know, knowing what they proud, you know, all this ties into my book. What do you say, Leonard? That's right. This is this, this, those are the titles of my in my book, Early Years and Skeletons. Okay, and boy, uh, Goldie, when you crack my book open, bro, you go, you go, you gonna learn. I had some people like, brother, hey, Leonard, I literally had some people come over to, and so especially some of my European male friends, man, they came and. You know, a couple of my doctor friends, they, they came up to me and hugged me. They said, dude, I didn't know. Dude. Yeah, he said, it's, it's all good, man. It's all good. It's all good. Hey, um, but uh, enough of that. Yeah, just move on. Yeah, just talk about something else. You you uh, brought up a point about something. Um, you might, we might as well stay a little bit in this uh, about the uh, transgender from Nevada competing in the Miss America pageant is uh, it's a new is a new thing now what the hell going on man what i mean what the hell going on man i i, I do i mean i'm gonna do what you said last time you was on here putting on costume you 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 that's all you you putting on costume, okay, to look a certain way and 
we allowing that to happen. But do you notice there's a lot of the American European men, white men, who's getting away with that nonsense, man? And then, you know, you said in track and field, too, but isn't that some crazy stuff, man? I'm just blown away by that, man. I mean, 50 <laughs> years ago, somebody would have said that crazy. You would have slapped the hell out. What the wrong with you, boy? Get that crap out of here. You got to get out of here with that nonsense, right? I mean. No, that stuff is done selectively. It's done selectively because until you see a trans athlete basketball player join the WNBA, <laughs> all right, Joanna man, join the WNBA, all right, then it's done selectively, all right? So you got these pageants, you got this, in which you've already had um, trans athletes um, in MMA. Valen Fox, okay, was a biological male fighting against females, okay? Having to take, my whole thing is, if you got to take all of these beta blockers and and and, and all of these, you know, all, all of these all of these drugs to, to decrease your testosterone, isn't that performance enhancing drugs? To me, it is. I mean, it, 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 it decreases your performance as a man, but it allows you to compete as a female so to me, that, that how is it that's not performance enhancing, all right? If, if you're doing all of this stuff to say, well, you know, biologically, I'm a male and I'm, you know, my, my body chemistry is going to make it to where, you know, I'm going to have a, a, a physical advantage over females. But in my mind, I think I'm a female, see, you know, so like I said, is, 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 you know, it's, it's, all of this stuff is done as a distraction. I told you, like I said, is it, is you know when you saw. I'm gonna tell you when you saw uh, formerly Bruce Jenner. I'm gonna say formerly known as Bruce Jenner. All right, who's Caitlyn Jenner now? Formerly known as Bruce Jenner. All right, transitioned to Caitlyn Jenner and made the deal with ESPN and got Woman of the Year by and ESPN. You, you already knew that the, the handwriting was on the wall. It was already, it was already, you know, now you already start to see the things. And the thing is, 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 is the more our society, what you got to say is, is, you know, all of these types of things, right? All of these types of things, people can, can, can act like, well, you know, that's not, you know, well, I don't care to each his own, all this. And you know, to some Bro, point, to some line. degree, you say that. But at some point, at some point, you know, you feel something in the pit of your stomach, right? That says, now wait a minute, this this is not right. What's going on here? Right? See, so while all of this is going on, and they know that people are going to feel some type of way, the thing we gotta ask ourselves is why are we all engaged in in, in all of this kind of stuff what, else what society's going? doing. What are the politicians, yeah, what are the politicians and the leaders, what are they doing behind our back to where we don't, what we don't see because we're too focused on this over here. See, so so like I said, it's, I've never been a Miss America pageant type person anyway. I, I really didn't care for Miss America, Miss Universe, Miss USA, all, I, none of that. I, you know, see, so I've never been a pageant type person. So, I really don't care. 
right? But at the same time, I know a lot of people do care, and it's the whole mm. premise of it, right? What's your take so, on this? So, like I said, so now, what's your take yeah. on this, Gold? Uh, uh, Miss Trans USA. You know, uh, I'm not gonna mince words. You can cancel me if you want to. It's bullshit. <laughs> My grandmother's 99 years old. She's been female for 99 years. And you get some jackass weirdo that wants to put a wig on and put some heels on. And now he's telling my grandmother that he's a woman and she's a cis woman. It's preposterous. But you're going to tell a 99-year-old woman who's had a womb, who's had a vagina for 99 years that she's a cis woman, C-I-S, and this weirdo dude is a woman now? And we're supposed to accept that stuff. See, these homosexuals, they don't want inclusion into society. Because personally, I don't care who you screw. But when you try to make me yeah. accept this trans whatever, you know, and 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 I tell you, what, what what's even more baffling to me is these is the yeah. women that put up with this. You know, women women been fighting for their rights. They didn't want men to tell them that you can't tell me what to do with my body. You can't tell me this. But then they let these weirdos come around and they'll make these men with penises probably longer than mine. Woman of the year. It, 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 right. it, it's sick. And I don't give a damn. It's it's sickness. It's mental illness. And then we can't we can't let these women off to those studs. Yeah, yeah we can't. Let you got women running around here with strap on penises. Under their pants. Yeah. Hey, and hey, hey, Goldie. Speaking of that, so uh, uh, I got a niece. You know, cute little girl. Cute little girl when she was a little young thing. Right, doing as she doing. And all of a sudden, when for three, four years and everything, she done. She done went. She done went. <laughs> she done went dyke. She done went. No, no, dude on me. Okay, dude. And so she gon' she gon' hey now Liddy, you know you know what she, she didn't know who she's messing with, right? She gonna come on my Facebook page <laughs> and gonna tell me I don't you address me in that manner no more. I'm this is who I am and this that. Yeah, yeah. I said, let me explain say something there. Uh, let me explain something to you. You always gonna be niece to me. I don't give a flip what you say. <laughs> you always going to be niece to me, okay? I said, yeah, and I'm right. just keeping it. Uh, I've been walking in this, and you trying to cut up, uh, brother. You trying to step to me like an alpha? I said, you are faking an alpha. I'm the real McCoy. You better back yourself back off of me. I said, if you can't come correct now, you need to get your butt off my page and don't even come here again. But don't you ever step to me as you trying to be an alpha. I say, you're faking something that I'm a natural with. I say, so you're going to mess around. You're going to mess around and get your feelings hurt. I say, so you're going to always be niece? I don't know you any other way. You're going to be niece? That's it. Okay, get off. I can't believe you're talking to me. Hey, you step to me. Am I right? You step to me. What you thought? Are you, gonna, you, are you thought I was going to sugarcoat it? Man. 
it's crazy out here, dude. I, I, I'm glad I'm growing up. I'm glad all my kids are grown. I don't know. I don't have no kids going to school. I mean, look what now you have in the school system telling parents what will and will not happen for your kids. Have you ever heard of such a thing? The school telling you or what you will and will not do with your child? Leonard, can you imagine? Yeah. I mean, you think about it like this. is 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 at one point in time, you had to have yeah. vaccination in order right. to go to school. So, and if you was didn't have your shot record, you couldn't go to school. And if you couldn't go to school and get an education and you wasn't in school, the police could come and get your right. parents. See, it all started mm. right there. All right. So vaccination and all the, I can remember as a child getting polio right. vaccinated in school. My parents didn't know nothing about it. They just come with a little thing and, you know, see, so, so like I said, it's, it's been that way longer than we actually think, longer than we, we realize, you know, is, is, it's been that way. See, so, and it starts off, doesn't start off, you know, all of a sudden, bam, you know, we're just going to start doing this. It starts off, you know, with little things, you know, everybody said, well, yes, you know, polio, measles, you know, chicken pox, the mumps, all this, all of these vaccines and say, so, yeah. We, you know, that that's a good thing because you got all these kids, you know, you know, communicable. Right. So. So, yeah, that's a good thing. Um, and then it's one more thing. Oh, and by the way, we got this right here. And by the way, we got that right there. And by the way, we got these kids that instead of calling her or him, we call him or her. And by the way, this, that and other. And by the way, these kids are dressing like this. And by the way, see, so it, it, it escalates. All right. It, 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 but this is public school, right? That That's how public school works, right? So this is why you have a movement going on right now where a lot of people are trying to homeschool kids. But we as a community, our community, we don't even know we anything. Can afford that. That's, that's we crazy when you think about it. <laughs> we don't even know, understand the importance of learning probably how to homeschool or at least have the ability to take your child or have the finances to take your child to another school or everything that you privately paying for and everything that you get an education. What is wrong with a, this guy? Okay. I'm not, 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 don't let me ask no question like that. I know I'm not even going to go through that. I already know. I mean, I'm not, you know, you, I, what, the hell, what the hell I was about to ask that question. What the hell? No, I already know what the hell we have gotten. So conditioned and go, you have talked about this before we talk about the reparation and all the other crap and everything. And uh, we've gotten so used to being so dependent on somebody doing something for us and everything. And that thing has gone on for six and seven years and everything that all we do is sit around and complain and whine about what somebody's doing for us, doing for them and everything. And that's being taking care of our kids and everything and doing everything else. At some point, man, I mean, well, let me keep it real. I do believe there's a change on this, on the horizon. I think the, I'm going to go right here. I think the Alabama thing, you know, Montgomery, Alabama could be the, could potentially, if, if if looked at properly, it can be the paradigm shift that caused something, some new reactions, some new things to happen. You know, that's how I'm looking at it. I won't let it go because I think it got some, I even speak about it. I was at, 
I was working around some of my European friends, and I brought it up just to brought it up, just to have some one them to understand that I knew and understood. Do you know what's going to you might find it's like you know that they didn't even want to talk about it. They didn't, they didn't want to, they wanted, I wanted to, you know what I wanted to do, right, Leonard? You know, I wanted to have some fun with it, right? You know, they they would they wouldn't even allow me to have the little fun I was trying to have. They didn't want to talk about it because they knew what I was trying to get to. I was trying to get to the fact that there's some change, there's some times, there's some changes coming along. Now, but you know what, Leonard? They wouldn't even allow me to have it, man. And I started, so I left it alone because they wouldn't, they wouldn't bite. They wouldn't, they wouldn't bite, man. So, hey, man, let, <laughs> hey, hey, Goldie, do you not think some changes are going Do you think that the Alabama, Montgomery, Alabama, is a possible potential paradigm shift for us culturally? You know, because that was about some men. When the last time you seen, you know, in the our generation ain't never seen men act and do what they did at Montgomery, Alabama. Stood up and you know, swim, a cheer. I mean, I don't care how crazy you might think, but I mean, and again, let me qualify this with anybody. Say, me sure it's condoning violence. It ain't no, no, no. I, I'm not saying that I'm condoning, but I am condoning standing up and handling your business, and sending a message. And far as I'm concerned, that Montgomery, Alabama, could potentially be a start of something if we go about it right. What you say about that, Goldie? I mean, what do you say, man? Get, get it. I, don't, I don't think so. I mean, it was, it was, a, it was an event. It was uh, – I think our people are too interested in being mm. entertained. You know, now the event's over. You know, they had three, four days of laughing and all of that. Negroes done moved on to something else. You know what I'm saying? It's like we're not I, I don't I don't think that's gonna be the catalyst for change. That's that situation is not bad enough. The only thing that's gonna change the situation for us in this country is something catastrophic is gonna happen as to where we're gonna have to stick together for real. You know what I'm saying? This this situation in Alabama, that, it was entertaining. So you, just, you just don't think that was that that no. was the that was the one. It kind of led to it, but you know, it gets to me. It's no. not the one that's going to really kick. No, it was just no, it, it, no, no. It, 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 it's not. It's, it's not. It wasn't fatal. It, wasn't it hasn't bad got enough. bad enough here. Yeah, it hasn't got bad enough here. Like, okay, you look at the brothers and sisters in the continent of Africa. They tired, and they're doing something right. about it. You know, because situation has gotten that bad here. I mean, it, it. You know, I mean, everything's good. Everything's good, and you know, yeah, we laughed about it. I even got a hat over there that came in the mail, and make America great again with the white chair on it. But nobody's talking about it no more. You know, so I think if 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 Tamir Rice didn't do it, if George Floyd didn't do it, Rihanna. If uh, Rihanna Taylor didn't do it, the one young brother that got killed by, by George, uh, George Simlin. What's that? Yeah. If that didn't do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, let's go all the way back. Tamir, Tamir, Tamir Rice should have been. Yeah, Tamir Rice should have been the powder keg. You got a 12 year old little boy playing with a toy gun in a park. The police pull up. Don't even stop the car all, all the way, and the police officer in the passenger side guns him down. If that didn't do it, yeah. 
And Negro, Negro said nothing. You know, so it's not bad enough yet. <clears throat> it's not, you know, because guess what, Mishan? You got a nice, you, you, you live in a nice subdivision. Leonard, you live in nice. White folks ain't bothering you like that. White folks ain't bothering me like that. So too many of us, it ain't bad enough for us yet. And until it gets bad for all of us, then I don't think well, nothing's going to change. You know, you slide this right, or you might. We just might as well go right, right in this conversation, all right? You know, Leonard sent me a uh, sent me a uh, video talking about the immigration and how the immigration, how the people who uh, immigrate, the people immigrant, the immigrants have been working. And listen, we've been being moved out of position for quite a long time. I mean, I didn't really, Leonard. I have to be honest with you, bro. I just I didn't realize how far back it gone. I mean, this is you know this thing is this thing is actually intentional. Okay, this is a this ain't no no happenstance. Okay, this is some intentional stuff. Uh, I think was you know when you said uh, was that uh, uh, Claude Anderson said that you know we must we we not we now number two we were word number two we to move down to number three we did, we got to get down to number four. You know, what do we think we gonna get at number four if we ain't got if we didn't get nothing at number two? Okay. Uh 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 I think what you're talking about, Goldie, I think we I think it's gonna about to get real I think it's gonna get real bad, okay, here. When the last time you've been to your hometown? Brother, I just was oh you out of Miami. I Miami. already know. I already know. It's bad. It's hey. terrible there. If you're not you know, Cuban or Haitian or speak Spanish or in Miami. Haitians, anyone yes. who can speak Spanish. But if you're not, yeah, you're not gonna you're not gonna advance right. in jobs. You're not you're gonna right. get contracts. They, they run, run Florida and Miami. I was in the heart of Liberty White City, folks bro. Ain't running. My wife, I took even took my wife. We in the heart of Liberty City. It used to be my hood, and restaurants I went to were Haitians and speaking Spanish and everything. And I, I mean, it was like where where my people at? And then I did find my people. Then I did find my people. We live in terrible. Okay, yeah. we like boxed into an area and everything that you don't even want to go in. So yeah, you're right. Yeah, 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 bro. I was down in Miami. I saw how bad it was. Terrible. Yeah, so it's bad. And and with all these Mexicans Woo! coming into the country, they're not coming in wanting to build a coalition with us. <laughs> they don't that, you know. And 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 I respect their hustle because they they're together. They support each no. other. They support each other's businesses. And, you know, Mishan can open up a hot dog stand. And you could open up your hot dog stand right in the West End. And a Mexican or an Arab could come in and open up a hot dog stand right next to you. Black folks will walk right past yours and go in there. And you will never see a Mexican, an Arab, or, or say anybody Chinese supporting any black-owned businesses. But who keeps these people afloat? We do. Yeah. You know what, girl? Yeah, oh, that's my yeah, yeah, yeah. What? <laughs> hey, uh, uh, Leonard. Well, I'm I'm a, I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this. <laughs> and you know, like I said, is that video I sent you? We talked about we talked about how the Congressional Black Caucus, how the Congressional Black Caucus is <laughs> trying to do everything for everybody else except for. Black people, descendants of slaves, right? You know, as a matter of fact, all the other caucuses that make it their yes. business to take care of their people, 
take in which that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to take care of your people. If you're in government, that's what you, you're there to represent your people to take care of the needs of the specific needs of your people. So, but you got our congressional caucus, got our congressional caucus taking care of everybody, taking but care us. everybody else. I showed you, I showed you the one where you got Jim Clyburn signed off on the bill HR 1619. All right, HR 1619. How's so? So HR 1619 was 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 created to make sure that some land that was in dispute between the Catawba Indians and the Cherokee Indians went to the Catawba Indians. Meanwhile, he can't do nothing for his own people, the Gullah Geechee people in South HR Carolina. They're fighting for their land. Something that is relevant to us. HR and you're taking care of some Indians? Yeah. So here's the thing. Not just some Indians. All right, Indians that were known, the Catawba Indians were known to be known slave wow. catchers back in the day. Yeah, matter of fact, they, they were so brutal with, 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 with their tactics that you had escaped slaves saying that they wanted, they preferred to be caught by white slave owners or white slave catchers than wow. the Catawba Indians. And you, part of the Congressional Black Caucus, all right, were proud and was bragging about how you were able to to foster a bill to to get this get this land for these people. Don't get me wrong, all right. If, if yeah, it's right, their right, land, right. they deserve it, and that's what they That's not what we're talking about. What we're talking about is how is it that you can do that, but you can't secure land for Gullah Geechee, the the first slaves to ever get the land that they had, right? Now the state of South Carolina was raising the taxes on it so that these uh, corporations and, 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 and the, the hospitality industry could come in, swoop up, pay these taxes, because this is prime right. beach land and on islands and different things. So, so that's what they've been fighting for. You couldn't do that. Of course, you can't do no, nothing for reparations, all right? See, so, so like I said, it's all of these people, all right, that we're supposed to depend on that just... Come out and they just use us. Make as a sure you board. send that to right. uh, Goldie. Man. Let folks. Goldie see what man you and Goldie. Make sure Leonard has your. You gonna be blown away, Goldie. The Black Caucus. When the man read everybody else well, caucus, everybody else Hispanic, Chinese, Asian, everybody else gone. The first thing it says that there we are interested in taking care of what's in the best interest and. Uh, the present, the now, and the future of Asian, Latino, well, it made no difference. Whatever caucus it was, when it got to us, ours says, we generalize. <laughs> we got a general. We got people. Yeah, of, we, we, people we're going to take care of everybody. Well, well you got to realize, you know, all those, like that Congressional Black Caucus is a joke. <laughs> You, they yeah. operate. If in, in order for see, you have a system in this country of white, the white supremacist system. Right. Mm -hmm. Any real, any black person that wants to affect real change for our people, you will never make it that high in political office in this white racist system. It's not going to happen. You make a very good point. They can't fight for. They can't. Like, look, we Obama had eight years. Yeah. 
Name one thing. Eight years. Specifically. And 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 Negroes went to sleep at the wheel. Obama came in. What's your? What, I mean, what are your thoughts on uh, politics, black people? Obama. That's it. That's all they can say. It's Obama. Now they got this Indian <laughs> from India in the White Vice House President. that keeps calling herself a damn black woman, and <laughs> she's not at all. She throws some damn. Taylors, some damn Chuck Taylors and some pearls. She went somewhere to get something to eat. And black women acted a damn thing. They was wearing some damn Chuck Taylors and pearls. They didn't give a damn about her stance or right. nothing. Oh, she's a black sister girl, black girl magic. She ain't said nothing about black women since she's been in office. She went over to the continent of Africa. Everything that's going on in the continent right now. She went over there and all she wanted to address was them accepting sisters. LBG That's why I like when the president of the president of Uganda locked two gay dudes up in prison over there. And he said, Y'all can get out and one of y'all gets pregnant. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's what he said. When one of them gets pregnant, you get out of prison. Yeah. <laughs> and it makes sense. Did he say yeah. that? You know, so Did he say that for Yeah, we're you know, we we nobody is going to get to that level in in, in politics and have our best interests in mind. They, they, they didn't get there. The, these people, they're 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 puppets. So look look at Maxine Waters, ninety years old. All these old black politicians have been in there you, for you, years, and what bro, have they accomplished? Have we and still don't know. We got a couple of them right here. In, in Louisville, these, these Kentucky. Have, okay. They, they, right. right. They, what they are, gatekeepers. They're gatekeepers for the Democratic Party. And whatever the Democratic right. Party wants, whether, and like I said, they connect. And what you're seeing, is you're seeing pronounced, outright benign neglect. All right. You know, Dr. Claude Anderson coined that term, benign neglect, where we'll help everybody else. We'll just vamp your energy. Use your energy. Use your strength. You know, like I said, it's right now is is Democratic Party is being what you have going on right now is you have concern about male black voters oh, in the Democratic about Party because oh, nothing yeah. they go yeah, yeah, nothing gone. nothing that the Democratic Party is talking about does anything to address the male black Straight voter. The thing that is just concerned now. Now, 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 black women show up to to vote Democratic, but now you're starting to get cracks in that, right? See, so, 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 like I said, is is, and this is not to say, Run well, to the you know, jump Republican no, because no, that's the neo, yeah, that's the neoconservative party right there, all right? See, so, so, we're on our own here, okay? We we we're 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 just by ourselves, just like. Just like Dr. John Henry Clark said, say you have no friends, okay? You don't have no friends, so you got to do it for yourself. So I think, you know, to kind of go along with what Goldie's saying, one of the things we got to consider is what are we prepared to do? That's the question you got to ask. If something were to jump off, right, what are we prepared to do? Do you, I mean, are you in physical good shape? Are you in good health? Do you, are you financially stable? Are you, you know, how are you prepared to join a movement? Just like I was talking about with the army. All right. 
each individual soldier, all right, in the military has a responsibility to be combat right. ready. That means when 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 the balloon goes up, how you rolling? And, and SIT what hits you the doing? fan. Yeah, are you ready? How are you ready fight? to defend and do the things you're supposed right. to be able to do? So, so that's one of the things that we ain't prepared to defend or do do nothing. And one of the reasons why is because, like like what you were saying, Misha, is we're looking for somebody to come and save us. Plain and simple. We we have a a hard messiah complex bad we're looking for somebody to come in i'm not going to do it as long as somebody else can do it and say you look within our churches and this is a proven fact 20 percent of the church does all of the work 20 percent does all of the work 80 percent of the church is emotional therapy some donate money i call it emotional therapy emotional therapy okay so 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 exactly. So so like I said, is 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 we're not prepared. We we're not preparing for the revolution, if that's what you want to call it. <laughs> we ain't prepared for it. Hey, when the right hey, you remember the song uh, Gil Scott Heron sang say the revolution will not be televised. Well, the revolution is being televised, it's on the internet, everything. We just ain't prepared to join. We 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 are not in physical shape, financial shape, spiritual shape, no type of shape. To, to 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 do something to be to join a cause greater than what we already so, have. So now and what's worse what's worse than that is people in my generation, your generation, have not prepared the young people to step in and and and, and carry so, the torch. So let so, so let that, that leads as we are coming to the close of going, you know, and I wanna at least right into why I wrote my book and go to you're going to start after I made these comments and everything, and then Lenny, you're going to close this out. You know, I wrote the book, America's Little Black Book. I mean, excuse me. <laughs> I got influenced by the book, America's Little Black Book by Dr. Noah Shelton, because I was in search of wanting to know who I was. I, I wasn't very comfortable with the, the Negro, the Black, and African American. I knew that came from Jesse Jackson and then the you know, the N-word. I wouldn't, you know, I can't remember that generation. I saw the generation using the N-word. I wasn't very happy with that. And everything, but you know, I had to let it go because the as they call generational X was so you know sold out saying that that was their word. But I'm now seeing the results of of it. And then I got a handle of uh, you know James Baldwin when he said I'm not your Negro, and I did a little research on that. I came to realize here it is. You know, I don't you know Goldie. Did you know James Baldwin was gay? Yeah. 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 Yeah, well, I didn't know that when yep. initially and I first started reading it. Then I found out, and I thought, I, you know, I, I'm going to make a little funny on it. And I thought it was kind of interesting, you know. You know, here he is, you know, wrote a book, I'm Not Your Negro. But when you read into it, what he was saying is that when he went over to the European countries and everything, he was allowed to walk around like all the man he wanted to walk around. He, they treated him differently. But when he came back to America and everything, and I said, you know, after he had intimate relationships with his European male friends and everything, and they get up, get all cleaned up and everything, they go down to eat and everything, and they remind him he's a what? You can't come through the front door, boy. Negro. Hey, Negro. You're a Negro. You, but we just, we just been intimate. You just poked me, and I poked you, and you mean tell me? And what? Basically, what he was saying 
That's what he was implying. He was saying, here I am, being, I'm a gay man being involved with these European men, and I'm reminded daily in America that I ain't even good enough, even after I'd have been intimate with you all, that I'm reminded that I'm a Negro. That's deep, and nobody won't talk about that, but I thought it was quite interesting that that's what he was really saying. And so based on that there, uh, everything we're talking about, man, I'm not this country black. I'm not your Negro, and I'm not that in. We do need to rise up some new brothers, some new men, some new husbands, some new uncles that's going to step up. If not, Goldie, I'm in agreement with you, bro. If something traumatically, majorly, and I was hoping maybe, and I'm still hopeful that the uh, Montgomery, Alabama could be a little twist or a start, but I'm in agreement with you, man. Maybe it wasn't enough because with all the stuff, the prior things that came prior to that, if that didn't do it, then that all then what happened in Montgomery, Alabama ain't going to do it as well. So we're going to need something, something to wake us up. It may not be in my lifetime, okay? I don't know. may not be. I will hope so. But the primary reason I wrote my book, I'm not so black, America, because I'm hoping to give something to those, to give something to change. I want to see some learn to unlearn something. Make America greater than it's ever been. So, Goldie, you know, give your closing remarks, and uh, Leonard, you clear yours as we go close this show out. Um, to be honest, I think for us to come together and make change in this country, I, I'm just going to say it, there's got to be a revolution in the church. Mm. Because the church has always been used to keep Negroes docile. And I think once Negroes look at what the European has done to Christianity and religion, I think the hair on the back of most Negroes' necks will stand up. And that's what keep that that's that's what they use to keep slaves docile. And whenever our people get together in the streets in rightful indignation, first thing they want to do is go grab the popular black pastor and bring them in. Now let's pray bow our head in submission to the king, white supremacy. You know, and to be honest, I think that's where it has to start. I think I think black people in droves have to leave the damn church, which is a worthless organization in our community. We the most churched and holy people in, on this planet. And we still mm. in the bottom of everything. Right. We the most praying as people. That's just my opinion. Well said. Well said. And, uh, I, I'm in agreement know. with you there. Man. I'm in agreement. What you say, Leonard? I, I agree with that as well. It's, it's too yeah. much religion. Um, too much. Too much. With too much rah rah. Too much cheerleading. Too much religion. Too much. You know, wanting to hear some good preaching, being entertained in the church, and you know, all of this kind of stuff. And it's not enough action. It's not enough planning. It's not enough strategy. It's not enough, you know, saying, hey, listen, you know, although we're starting to see more of that now, you know, I mean, it's starting to be more, but the other group of people that you got to watch out for is the yeah. scammers. All right. As we, as we, as we, as we fill in ourselves, as we starting to, you know, as we starting to fill ourselves and starting to have more freedom and more opportunities to do stuff. All right. We have to be careful of the scammers out here trying with 
get rich quick schemes and I can do this, like financial literacy and all this and all of that. We have that running rampant within our community as well. Scammers, politicians, the church. So really, we got to clean up our own house. And that comes from being prepared yourself to serve, right, in this battle in order to get us where we have to go to. And like I said before, is we inherited the struggle, all right? We've inherited the struggle. It is up to us to continue. We're in a better place, but we're not we're not nowhere where we need to be, right? Because we still got issues and problems, right? And some of that, you know, nobody's going to open the sky up. Superman is not coming down to open the sky and save us. Nobody's coming to save us. You want to have religion? That's personal, all right? That's your personal choice, right? No problem. But when it comes to the stuff we got to do in this world in the streets, right, that's where, you know, you got to get up off your ass and do something or be prepared to do something. See, and that's where it comes from. So that's and, my piece. And, you know, I want to thank both of you brothers. And, uh, and, and it's actually a good sway right into God's lives, man. You know, uh, when the concept of God's lives matter came about, it was a pushback on the Black Lives Matter. Right? I pushed back on my daughter coming at me and I told my daughter, you know, you know, you're not in college and you're not successful based because of the color of my skin. You are where you are because I had a belief in God. But but my belief in God had nothing to do with me being a religious person. My belief in God had to do with some of my belief. I was a believer. And so I truly believe uh, both everything that's been said going to have to start with each and every one of us who's an individual believers in that that we believe in. What are you willing to put yourself out there for to create change? What are you willing to do to make it? Are you a true believer in that thing? And if I had to say something to some folks and everything, because, you know, I've been catching a lot of smack about the fact that I'm very out, I'm more outspoken than I ever was before. Can you imagine that? I'm even more outspoken than I ever been now since I wrote my book. And I tried to tell them, I realized that I'm, Everything that I had accomplished, I've accomplished based on faith. Uh, I, I won my lawsuit. I found myself a good woman. I'm financially debt-free. I mean, everything was based on faith and belief, and I put myself out there. So I do believe it starts with you, the individual, and then you surround yourself with good brothers, like the brothers I have on this uh, podcast. We're all believers. We are not church folk. I, I, I'm going to speak for myself. I know I'm not a church folk. Okay. I I haven't been in the church or belonged to anybody membership in over 20 plus years. And God has been good to me and my household. Okay. So I'm just keeping it 100. So with that being said, uh, you know, go, you want to say something to that? I didn't see you. You, you want to say something? Uh, I just, hey, hey, once you step out of religion and step into spirituality, Ooh. your life changes. You know, and there's a reason there's more. You go to any church, black church across the country is full right. of women. Full of women. Because we ain't for that All emotional that emo- crap that uh, they yeah, selling us. Yeah, yeah. Literally, you want to say something that yes. as we close it out, man? You, I know you want to say something that. Because he, I would say something for Leonard. Leonard told me, me and him, that he was a <laughs> rock star. <laughs> he's, he's, he was a rock star in the religious yeah. community. <laughs> I, I was deep in I was deep into the church as well, but I think what I did is I didn't leave the church. I evolved, <laughs> mm. right? 
yes. like evolved is 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 I'm I'm a yes. spiritual person myself, but like I said, if I keep that to myself, that's my spirituality, and that's what moves me. But the thing is, is 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 I'm not trying to right. build the church. All right, I'm trying right. to build a people. Okay, I'm trying to build a nation, and in doing and 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 in doing that. There's some things now I, I believe in blessing our endeavors. All right. You know, whatever entity you want to pray to, to bless your endeavor, pray to that entity. But when it comes time to do the work, okay, and do do the real things that we got to do, all right, there's a time and place for that. You say, hey, now I got to perform. If God has given me able body, able limbs, a, a good mind, so good make it sight, happen. good hearing, all of this kind of stuff, and ability. Then I gotta yeah, put right. it to use, right? See, so that's the part we got. With no sitting back waiting. Oh, I'm just gonna sit here and wait and wait for God to appear to do everything for me. No, uh-uh. That's not how it works. God created you to do it, it for to yourself. You, all right. And, and you gotta, you gotta go work do. it out. You gotta <laughs> represent that wisdom, that opportunity, that respect, the responsibility, and that K, that knowledge, which is the acronym for the word work. And with that being said. Each and every one of us, when you listen to this podcast, I want you to know that you can make a donation to God's Lives Matter. You can, you can drop something in there. I, hey, I ain't mad at you there. I will tell you that I will be doing anything I can to make a difference in everybody's life. Because on the back of my shirt, it says, every life created by our creator. Every life created by our creator. Every life created by our creator has infinite value. And that means you, you, you in you. So thank you for being here. This is Uncle Mishaw coming at you from Louisville, Kentucky. This has been the Conversation.Family. Welcome to the family. See you back here next week. Don't go nowhere, Goldie. You go away too quickly. You go away again. <laughs> Goldie got a good, he got a, he got a, he got a grandchild he got to try yeah. to deal with. Hey, uh,